The Feywild is a land of soft lights and wonder, a place of music, a place of death, a realm of everlasting twilight where deliciously tempered breezes send fat fireflies bobbing through fields and forests. The Witchlight Carnival can get you there. Move quickly if you find it, adventurer, for the eight-year tour is nearly at an end. Something is wrong in the Feywild. A place known as Presmere is under the influence of something else. Restore to right all that has been made wrong. Become the hero you long to be, adventurer. And trust in this. The Witchlight Carnival is so much more than you realize. Welcome to Wizards and Wine, the wild beyond the Witchlight, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Now, let's have the recap of what happened last week. Oh man, I hope I wrote one. (laughs) (laughs) Recap? Don't remember at all, so... Yeah, I didn't write anything. <laughs> That's the first time. It's okay. No worries. I wrote down uh, stuff, so but I don't know how much it makes sense. I can read it out if you want. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> go for it. All right. Welcome to Janet's Rambling. I even tried to draw one of those creatures. Wait, what day was that that we... Okay, so it was June 19th. We made our way to the Stonehenge-looking structure with a chessboard. We see some... Cored chess pieces. Yep. Cored. Cored. Yeah. Yeah. So funny looking. I wrote. <laughs> Creatures come out of stones. <clears throat> Queen Arg- Argentile and Jagu. She transforms a rock into a star sapphire and gives to Cyprus. Briganox are helping Bitteran build wicked contraptions in the mine. Then it was Cored dance time. <laughs> yep. Like <laughs> that. Drumming and stomping starts. Motherhorn is where the last of the hags reside. We go down to the mine, we hear the music, and it puts us to sleep. The Korets are backdrops keeping Matterhorn, Motherhorn, <laughs> Matterhorn, running. Creepy Lynn is one of the hags. They're trying to get rid of her. Secret task, and then we get how to go to Motherhorn, but if we pass, we can't talk about it. We come to a cavern. I'm sorry, that is ramblings. I don't... <laughs> is it? Good start. Yeah. Strong start. Mine sometimes just say, like, yeah. like the mac and cheese, A++. plus <laughs> plus. Yeah. <laughs> Yours is like a travel blog, yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Mine, yeah, the so funny looking. Yeah. Uh, that's great. Uh, anything you want to add, Christine? Yeah. Uh, last we were off, we crossed the bridge after passing, like, their test. And we um, came across, what was it, a guy in his cart. Yep. And we're supposed to tell Valor's call that Molliver says hello. Uh-huh. Molliver was the gentleman who was like an intermediary between us and the, the Brigand Ox. Yep. That's pretty well it. Yeah. Okay, so you guys had some <coughs> combat last week as well with the Flame Skulls, and I believe we're still in combat. I think there's still one Flame Skull alive. No, I thought we finished that off. Did you finish it off? pretty sure i think so. oh yeah hp zero so yeah we must have done that and then logged off eh yeah you said at the end of the bridge there was a guy with this the cart. pony yes that's right yeah 
pony wearing blinders on the other side of the bridge. Yep. So uh, when we left off, you guys were inside. You got to cross that bridge uh, over the mine. And um, on the other side, you were greeted with a pony. And it has blinders on and a house attached to its back. And um, you could hear uh, noises like pots and pans and things like that uh, rattling around inside. And the uh, old fella there swung open the door. I'll read you what it says. Uh, A tiny wrinkled creature hobbles into view, accompanied by a wispy ball of light. The old Bringendock appears at you through tiny spectacles and says in common, Big folk, how wonderful. Hello, sir. It's a regular regular sized pony, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's a regular sized pony. Is it? Yeah, because it's... making sure. Yeah, the house is on the back, so... Yeah. Regular size. But, like, full-on house on the inside, though. Um, And, uh... He says, oh, it's pretty cool looking. Right? Isn't it great? I love the artwork to this campaign. It's mm-hmm. so good. He says, uh, uh-huh. my name is Elbud. It's a pleasure to meet you. What can Pleasure's I Pleasure's all ours. What, what can I do for you? How can I help? Give us a ride in your little house. <laughs> I don't think we can. I don't fit. think I'll fit. We might. I don't think we're going to fit. Are you sure nobody has a potion of shrinking? I Maybe certainly four. don't. I've got things. I don't know what they do. Though. <laughs> yeah, let me see. <laughs> I mean, I can speak with animals, so I can speak to the pony. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> That's good, though. That's good. That's a thing. Right? That's, That's a whole thing. thing. Yep. Does not look like I cannot be Definitely tiny. Why? Next time. I, I guess next time I'll do the be tiny okay. spell, which I'll never use again. <laughs> right? <Even then>. Yeah. <laughs> the reduced one won't make us that small. Okay. Well, in that case, he uh, comes out of his front door and he like kicks a little rope ladder down the side of the pony. And uh, he comes down and he walks over to uh, Liam and uh, he goes, a little help, please, if you don't mind. Uh, what? Is she, Just to, picks, she picking him up? Put your, him up? Yeah, put your hand out <laughs> and he'll jump oh, in your okay. hand so he can come up. Oh, I'll just pick him right up like a little guy. Yeah, just like a little guy. Pick him up. Come yeah. here, little guy. Like a little baby. And he goes, what can I do for you? What, what brings you here into the, the Brigand Knock Mines? Run away to Motherhorn. Oh, Motherhorn. Because it is a secret passage. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. The home of Creeping Lynn. Oh, Creeping Lynn and her... Her theater of terror is a dreadful place. Have you been there and seen it? I've I have seen things. That's why my hair is so white. And he laughs oh. and slaps his knee. I'm sorry. Oh, it's Sounds traumatic. It was it was an interesting time, but you know the adventures of youth and all of that. Fair enough. Okay, but so um, I've got to ask you a question. And the answer really is of no real consequence, but did you guys um, make a wish earlier, like any time? I'm just, I'm just asking because, well, I have a reason, but it all—it doesn't depend on your answer. I still give you the reason, but it's always helpful if I have the information before I start to explain. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. I think so. Did we? Okay, well, no problem, because you see, what this mine is actually full of are wishes. And we could have found your wish, and I could have crafted it into a gemstone for you to take with you. 
But if you don't remember, then there's no point in us trying to look for it. I do, however, have these ones. And he claps his hands and the pony comes over and uh, there's like a little bag that hangs off of the side. And he walks over to the end of Liam's fingers and he pulls the bag down and uh, comes back and he lays them out on Liam's hand. There's three of them. Uh, and uh, he says, is, is, do any of these strike your fancy? I'll be happy to cut it into a gemstone for you to take with you. There's like, one is like a, a blue color. One is kind of like a pinkish red uh, color. Like, a, like, a, like I guess you describe it as like a bright red or a deep pink, like right in that pocket. And uh, the last one is a very brilliant green. Oh, I like the green one. The green one. Okay, no problem. Just give I me love a second. Green. Let me roll a little. Wait, what are they? Hold on. They're little gemstones. They're somebody's they're wishes. Just gem. You just make a gem out of a. He says they're wishes. Yeah, they're wishes. Well, what's this green one? I don't know what the wish was, but I can craft it into a gemstone. And I must say, you do have fantastic taste. And he gets to work on it. <laughs> And when he when he's finished with it, it's like it's beautiful, like flat topped, very intricately faceted down to a point gemstone. And uh, because of his crafting that he's done on it, the gemstone is worth about 500 gold pieces. Wow. Just giving me money. That seems weird. I have to give you something, right? Because you gave me something. Well, the rule of reciprocity does say that it doesn't have to be immediate. Yeah. You just you just remember old Obud when you uh, get to where it is that you're going. Does it matter what I give you? No, not particularly. I have absolutely nothing of interest. So, yeah. (laughs) That's okay. I'll find you later. Absolutely. (laughs) We'll catch up at some point. You'll be surprised. (laughs) Thanks for the 500. You're very welcome. (laughs) Now, I, I suppose, or I assume, that you guys are headed on to... Creeping Lynn's Theater of Terror. Is that the full title? Yes. Who's a what? A what? Creeping Lynn's Theater of Terror. <laughs> Who's a, a. All I know is oh, we have. It's I called have my theater notes. of Terror? Creepy Lynn. Yes, creep- yeah, I didn't know that either. Creepy Lynn. Well, I mean, okay, so maybe Theater of Terror is something from, that I have added to it as a little turn of phrase, you know. It's oh. cool. You should probably get in contact with her because you'd probably be a great PR representative. I don't know that she would appreciate probably the moniker that I've PR. given it. Yes. It's like a PR. So we, I just have a thing about alliteration, and there's only so many words that begin with T that would describe theater, especially her brand. Triumphant. Theater of triumph for that old hag. Mm-hmm. Starts with T. It does, this is true, but... Uh, yeah, terror, terror fits. It does have a certain ring to it, right? Ha! <laughs> ha! No. Okay. Dear. It does. Well, since you have made it across the chasm and you have fought off the flame skulls, I can only assume that you are in search of the hidden passageway. I assume that Molliver told you about it, yes? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, please. Yes, yes. Okay, no problem. What I will tell you and give you a heads up on is that it is hidden by a little bit of an illusion. Zappa tries to look for it. <laughs> <laughs> give me a perception check. Let's see what happens. Let's we'll see if she can spot it. I yeah. am not going to find it, so I am going to leave it up to you guys. <laughs> a hidden seven. Hidden? Yes, it's hidden behind a wall of illusion. 
at Cyprus, you wall. don't see it at all. Illusion. Moss. Wall. Perception? Yeah. Yep. I'll have a go at it. Yeah, I can try if we need more. Change oh, I mean, absolutely. This is this is really just for fun. It's a numbers game. Yeah, this is just yeah, for fun. He said he would offer, but like Cyprus wanted to see if he could <laughs> Yeah. Oh, uh, I see. Yeah. I'm definitely not, but you never know. I guess I could roll 20. I definitely <laughs> did not. No. Why did I only get two? Do you have minus oh, yeah. one for your perception? <laughs> your wisdom that level? <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> An eight and a nine, so no, no, neither one of those. We're are gonna doing cut it. so poorly. It's okay. Why? We're gonna get the bad rolls out of the way, but it doesn't matter. It's fine. It's gonna work fine. Okay, so um, lag tonight. Yeah, he goes over to the pony. Um, pony. Yep, and he he climbs back up and uh, he walks up to kind of the neck of the pony and he whispers in the ear. <laughs> and the pony just kind of. Very gingerly and very slowly starts to, to walk and kind of leads you guys down this little like tunnel pathway. And um, he stops at just a, a random point in the wall. There, there's no rhyme or reason for it. There's no, it's not like it's an end, you know, where you would like continue to walk down the tunnel. It's, it's not there. It's just in the side of one of these tunnels. And um, he goes, it's right here for our large friend. I don't know if you'll have to duck or not. It's about eight feet high. Will you fit? How wide is it? It's about eight three feet, feet wide. Yeah, I'll fit. Okay, perfect. I was a little bit concerned about your horns. I would hate to see them get dulled. That's okay. It's, it's safer if they're dull. Oh, okay. As, as long as you say so. And uh, sure enough, you guys walk straight ahead. And, you know, it, there's a tiny bit of resistance. Kind of like if you're very slowly, like, breaking the surface of water. And uh, you just pass right through it, and all of a sudden you are in a tunnel. Um, it is lit by these purple stones that stick out of the walls, um, and it's like a dim purple light, though. Like it's not super bright. So if uh, anybody has uh, no dark vision, you'll still see a tiny bit in here. You're not going to have to light a torch or anything like that. Neat. All right. Cypress puts her hand through the thing again. <laughs> and you just get like a- so, so it's like the stargate when you walk through it's got that <laughs> the ripple yeah sort of like that yeah yeah this tunnel ends at a wall of loose fitting stone red light shines through the cracks and you can hear the sounds of shouting and hammering coming from somewhere beyond the wall it's fine because you've walked through it fine it's all right uh crates of props are stacked in this chamber alongside wooden backdrops draped in cobwebs an eight foot diameter circular wooden disc painted on Painted to look like a smiling moon leans against one wall. From a cluttered corner, a raspy voice says, Psst, over here. Glancing in that direction, you see a wooden marionette carved and painted to look like a human skeleton. It appears to be tangled in its own strings. I seem to have gotten myself in a wee fix. Cypress will stride over. Okay. What kind of fix? I'm a little bit tangled. Oh, no, that's the old guy. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a little tangled up. Oh, uh-huh. literally or figuratively? Literally. Cypress uh. try to untangle him. Yeah. And he goes, oh, 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 thank you so much. Oh, yeah, that's the, that's the, oh, gosh, that's been terrible. My name is Break a Leg. Hello, Break a Leg. I'm Cypress. 
Hello, Cypress. Thanks for your help. How'd you get all tied up? Well, Sorry. um, I was, I was a first. Uh, oh no, I should put it this way. I was an early experiment of Endolin, and well, she got me tangled up in these strings and just threw me here in this corner, and well, here I've been ever since. Oh, that's Damn. A shame. Yeah. It's not good. You didn't get a chance to perform? Well, I did, but I understand that things are quite different now from when the last time I was around the stage. How d- different how? Well, from what I understand, it's quite big now, and when I started, it was still quite small. Oh, she's expanded. Yes, from what I understand. You see, she keeps bringing people in here, and then they get stuck. Tangled up like you? I look for others. <laughs> Well, no, not quite tangled up like me, but just tangled up in work and they can't seem to get out, from what I hear. It's to be surprised what you hear when no one pays attention to you anymore. I heard she is a taskmaster. Yeah, she can be, that is for sure. What makes her really, really upset? What's the thing that she hates the most? Oh, that's a good story. Endolin is terrified of eclipses. It's kind of a worst-kept secret here in Motherhorn. She doesn't like them. Weird thing to not like. Yes, well, you know, rumor has it that she had or heard or saw a prophecy that said that she would die during an eclipse. That would give you reason to not like them. I guess that's true. Yeah. So people really just have to wait it out. Well, Uh we don't know which eclipse or when or what year and... Thus has driven her paranoia crazy. When moon blocks the sun, creeping Lin undone. Yes, exactly. Oh, so it's about her. It's not about the play stuff. Right. Actual eclipse. Yes. Mm. And I will tell you that, and this is important, if the lightning rods on top of Motherhorn are destroyed or stolen, Endolin cannot operate her arcane contraptions. They power everything. Are those things with the moons? Mm. Yes, they power everything here. Okay. And since you are here, I must ask, did you have the pleasure of meeting any of her sisters? Yeah. The whole shebang. Did you meet one called Scabatha? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. (sighs) Yes, well... She wrote a secret about Scabatha on a piece of invisible parchment that she keeps in the Oracle or 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 gosh or Oracle Oracular Uh-oh. Oracular is Oracular 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 Yeah Oracular Yeah anyway oracular. I I assume it just oracular. means round Oracular I, sh- I assume it just like means round Like an oracle eye Yeah yeah kind of Oracular that Yeah yeah all right, so where do you want to explore next? Where Thank you, break the leg. Go if you go through there, you could probably get out and see the Brigan Knox. Oh, thank God I gotta get out of here. I hate this place. I can't believe you guys are going in. We're gonna good. try to end the um, the plays. We're on a mission. <laughs> oh, good luck. And please, if we come across each other again, we'll have to share the story over a pint. Sounds good. Fantastic. I look forward to the day. And he turns around my and head. shuffles out. Okay. 
peeking. Mm-hmm. Is the coast clear? Coast is clear, yeah. Coast is clear. Coast is clear. All right, so when you come out there, you are in M11. This is the stage workshop. Uh, and um, I, I don't know that the coast is totally clear. I'm sorry. I may have spoken a little bit too far ahead of myself. But, oh, my goodness. Um, we'll, no, no. What we'll, we'll do is we'll say that you guys were, like, being sneaky about it and nobody has noticed, okay? Um, but it's the cavernous underbelly of the stage. It's noisy and hot. Goblins work a forge, saw wood, and daub paint onto a wooden backdrop. A woman in tight-fitting dress barks orders at the workers while a goblin frantically makes adjustments to her costume using needles and pins and thread. A tiny creature chained to a hooden lantern on a tabletop is using a stick of charcoal to sketch something on a piece of parchment at unbelievable speed. A wispy bulb of light flutters next to him. So there are, in this room... It's definitely not empty. I apologize. Um, there, ah! <laughs> right? We're, no, we're pretending that you guys were all hidden, so it's fine. Oh, um, okay. The eighteen. There are eighteen non-combatant goblins. Uh, there are twelve neutral adults, six unaligned children. They are working, and they are overseen by well, that person. We'll talk about that in a minute. The creature chained to the hooden lantern is Galmo. Do you remember Galmo? Gama, do you remember Gama? It feels Gama? like you're. Um, it feels like you're a wrestling commentator, and <laughs> like, what's his name? I can't even remember his name already. Right? Yeah. Galmo. Galmo. Yeah. He's like a jobber. Yeah. And you're like Galmo's here. I don't know. Galmo. Kind of name it sounds like to me. Yeah. Um. Uh, okay. Maybe I was sloppy <laughs> in the previous bit. You, you should have heard about him from Molliver. Galmo. Yeah. The architect, like the best architect of all of the uh, Brigandocks? Mm, nope. Okay. I don't think so. so. I, I just dropped that. the ball all over the place, didn't I? Um, but he, uh, he's an architect, and they are looking for him because, uh, well, I mean, he's the best of the best, and he kind of got captured and brought here. Oh, I'm trying to remember. I don't remember. Yeah, I honestly, I, I may have not. No, well, it's fact, very possible you said it. Yeah, that might be it. That might be why. I also might have been excited to get you guys in combat, so I might have not read, you know, I might have skipped over (laughs) a little bit to get you guys into combat. Just an architect. But he's definitely trapped, though, right? Yeah, he's chained to a lantern. Definitely. I think they're all prisoners here. Yeah, they they definitely seem to be, and the the woman in the the dress is um, definitely uh, barking orders at folks. Do you think if we just, like, pick up a crate, we could walk past them? Maybe we can just act natural. You mean like hiding inside the crate and walking with it and just setting it down if we see them turn towards us? No, just pretend to be workers, you know, bring it bring it to the stage. <laughs> okay, that's totally not where my mind right was going. <laughs> <laughs> we can't free them right now, but if we can stop the um the plays from happening, we can come back for them later. I am in love with this idea and I'm just looking at what Oh, obviously, um so I will take, I'm going to do a group stealth check, and then we'll do deception on whoever it is that's going to do the most talking to explain who you are and why you're carrying a crate away. Oof. Oh, here I'm talking and nobody can hear me. So what are we rolling? Stealth check, I guess. Okay. <laughs> yeah, everyone's doing it. I rolled a one because my stealth set I rolled, ooh, I rolled a 20, 23. 
five. Yeah, we can't wow. That is good. Means fourteen. Yeah. Thirteen and fourteen. Okay, that was myself. Twenty-three or five. All oh, right. Okay. Thirteen point seven five. She's definitely going to notice a crate walking by her. So who's going to speak for the group? It's probably a cypress king. <laughs> yeah. Plus one of the others. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it'll be cypress. All right. She'll go. She'll come up with a voice. Excuse me. You there? What are you doing? Um, uh, I'm bringing a crate upstairs. She has a fan in her hand, and she she had it open. So she was fanning herself, and she snaps it shut. And she was like, "Nobody told me of any crates that needed moving today." I'm just doing as ordered. As they try ordered. to go further upstairs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just just try to keep going. I love that. Yeah. Oh, uh, let me see if I have a. A little sideways walking with it. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Of her. It's one of the hags, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, it's really not. Okay. <laughs> I just watch it be a creepy loon. All right, so that's what she looks like. It's not the hag? <laughs> no, she looks like a evil stepsister. It looks like yeah. one of the. Perf- she looks like like she should be one of the performers in the play. Actors, actresses. Yeah, I like her dress. Mm-hmm. Right, I want to cosplay her. Right. Yeah, be fun cosplay, but nobody mm-hmm. would get it. Yeah, be like, nobody would get it. I yeah. know. <laughs> be like four people in the con. She goes, "Oh, wait a minute. Those props that you're taking—they must be for my brand new one woman act. Is that what it's for?" I don't know. I just told her to bring some stuff upstairs. They're going to go through it all. Nobody said anything of limitations of a warlock? No, ma'am. Nope. And the the goblin that's sewing her dress kind of pinches her with the needle and she bonks him on the head with her fan. She's like, how dare you? You clumsy creature. Uh, If that'll be all, ma'am, I want to continue bringing these upstairs. Well. Shuffle more. He's like, well, I guess you seem to be know where you're going, so it's fine by me. It's a little weird. I didn't see you come in, but I guess it's fine. You're busy. Um, yes. Have a good day. <laughs> Bye. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> so right there. this little circle room right here. I got rid of that picture. Yeah. Right there. That's oh, where you guys nope. end up. Right up in here. We're going up there? Yep. That's where they're up the stairs. How do we get up there? All right. The surface of the door assumes the likeness of a skull-faced hag. The Moon Twins is not welcome here, it says in a raspy voice. All others may step forward and pass through the black curtain at the end of the entrance hall. And as it says that, it splits down the middle and the double doors swing open, revealing a decorated hallway, which discordant chamber music plays. So these two doors open. There's just like omnipresent kind of creepy music playing in here. Well, I'm not the moon twin. Same. So that's good. Yeah, I'm not a moon twin. (laughs) I've mooned a few people in my time, but I'm not a twin. (laughs) (laughs) So where would you like to go from there? It is up to you. I was still carrying the crate. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) It is served well, despite the failed stealth check. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Does it feel like there's something actually in the crate? 
don't know, Cypress, you decide. Is it? Does it feel kind of heavy, or is there not a lot of weight yeah, to it? Yeah, there's something in it. Yeah. Like, she'll shuffle it a bit. All right. Imagine it's, like, stage props, so it's, like, fake plant. Yeah. Probably some canvas. Perfect. Uh, maybe, like, the part of a table, but not the full table. That's in a different box. Right? Love that. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Which way should we go? <laughs> or is this all one way? No, this, this doesn't connect, does it? Uh, I don't like think so. No, I way. yeah, I think this is almost like a catwalk that's above this part. Oh, so, okay, so that, at least that's, that's the way it looks to me. Go down the stairs. All right, so that puts you in amphitheater? the amphitheater. Yep. So this is an open air amphitheater. It's carved uh, from the slope of the mountain. Short cloaked figures sit on tiered stone benches facing the stage. Uh, enclosing the stage are 10-foot-high stone walls, above which you can see the stormy sky. A team of masked goblins are preparing a stage, uh, preparing the stage for a play, while costumed actors huddle in the wings, reciting lines. Lightning is provided by an intricate overhead contraption, upon which several more masked goblins are perched. The sounds of chains clanking and gears turning can be heard coming from somewhere un- under the mountaintop. So, let me roll a d8 a five okay so they are getting ready to um put on a play and um what you can actually i guess perception is is to be asked for here i suppose i can try that i can try do it using my eyes do it Leem is not good at eyes (laughs) oh my god Woof. Rolled a two. God, this all looks neat. Yeah. I rolled an 18, so 22. Apple is hot today. (laughs) My goodness. Um, It's so good, actually, that um, you have a suspicion that you actually know the play that they're trying to put on. Just based on the costuming that you can see from the the, the stage as you guys come in. Um, The... the play that you believe is about to be uh, performed is called Love Unsoiled. It's about a maiden unable to find the perfect suitor, chose, choosing a bow from beyond the grave, much to her father's consternation. And they are kind of huddled together uh, on the stage, like really nervously kind of going over their lines from pages in a script. Yeah, they, uh, there's a, a female, um, her name is Elanis, El- El- you assume, uh, from what you're hearing. With your big bunny ears. Uh, Granum is a goblin. And Heligar Sunlost is a non-binary mountain dwarf. Um, and um, looks looks rough, but looks refined, both at the same time. Hell yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, I can tell you that the stage is hewn from solid rock with patches of moss or lichen growing here and there. And uh, it's about a 10,000 foot drop from the top of the outer walls. Mm, yeah, so it just good. kind of falls right off the side of the mountain. Um, very good. Yeah, not so great. That seems safe. Right, yeah, good idea. Good idea. No, good idea. No, all great. Yeah. Two wooden cranes that extend from the rear of the stage are used to hoist large backdrops um, and props from the workshop area that you guys were in below up through the floor and kind of they drop it out, out onto uh, the stage. And uh, this bit here, like these, they're the structure of uh, some of the lightning uh, lightning rods. Mm, I see. Yeah. I don't think we'll be able to take down the structure. 
You can certainly set your crate down, though. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, you don't need gonna that hang anymore. You're going to hang on to it? Okay, no problem. Emotional support crate. Yep. <laughs> I'm here for that. It helped her get past the other things, so she's hanging on to it for now. Yeah, perfect. I don't cast spells. And I don't have dynamite or anything. Mm-hmm. You just need to interrupt it from striking the pole, right? Um, yeah, this so there... part of the contraption... Yeah, there were a couple of ways that you could knock them down. I know, like, the the initial beacons, we weren't strong enough to do anything with those. Yeah. We get interrupted on this end. Money to go to the top. So you guys want to head all the way, like, to the, uh, I guess, level one, I suppose? Probably. Head all the way up to the top, or is level two all the way up at the top? Level two up at the top doesn't make any sense, right? Tower level two showing on the, the side map, lower left. Yeah. Shows that's oh, the top. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah. So smart, Christine. All right. But which one is the main thing we can break? I was... Cypress doesn't know that much. She just knows. Yeah. She can't break this. You're right. <laughs> that's too big. Okay. Too big to break. So, um... Yeah, that was uh, just some information for you if you are actually planning to go up to the second level of the tower to try to stop all of that stuff. That would definitely be one way to interrupt the plays. I figure we're doing like a group huddle. Yeah. So this is too big to break. Yeah. But we saw from outside that it was striking near the top, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's so tall, like... Hmm. Is that because if there's like- nothing for the lightning to strike, it will still strike something, right? Like it's if there's nothing yeah. tall for it to strike. All we need to do is interrupt the the thing that holds it together, right? The connecting bit. The connecting bit. Break all that. Well, I can't really climb that. Uh, like I was thinking, maybe you could cut the sides, but even then, like it might hurt the others around, right? Who cares? We're sabotaging, right? Well, there's a lot of innocent people here, though. Are there there's present, people. like in here, right? Yeah, now? there's like actors and stuff right now. Oh, <laughs> oh my stage. god! Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what's the yeah, ugly the, her, They're not really her slaves, but they're her workers, right? Yeah. yeah okay. What's with the ugly moon face? The ugly moon face. So that's a raised stage. He's got a big nose. Right. I know, right? It's yeah. like a witch face on the moon because he's got like the, the uh, like a, the moon. Those oh, things on the, a ward on the nose. Yeah. I didn't, couldn't either until I turned my head around. I was like, oh, okay. okay really ugly. Yeah. Yeah. He's angry. <laughs> Definitely looks that way. Yeah, right? Hateful moon, hateful moon. So I figure mm-hmm. up to see where all this stuff connects. If, instead of breaking like the five, all the bits here, we just break like one or two up high. So you guys want to go up? Up, up, up. Yeah. Okay. All right. This magnificent hall is lined with stone bookshelves housing a library of leather-bound tomes. Three elderly, bespeckled goblins climb ladders to fetch books for three slender, cloaked figures who are reading while seated in overstuffed armchairs. Hmm. I haven't seemed to notice you enter the room yet. 
Do we still have the box of props? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> She's about to put it down, though. Fancy room. I don't think carrying something will help. No. She'll put the crate down back here. She's got that scarf from, um... Uh, who was it? Oh, the, the kid with the kite. She's got that scarf, so she's going to put that on. Make right. herself cover up some of her armor. <laughs> <laughs> Make herself look a little presentable. Nice. Which right. way, which door do you think? Just Liam and Rain and Apple. Uh, well, I mean, I'm not supposed to look beyond them and have metagame knowledge, so I would take, <laughs> what if it were me, I would always go to the left first. Yeah. To the left? Yeah, so we'll yeah. stride through here like we know where we're going. Sure. All right. Yep. Do, do, do. Look at us. Do no do. one here but us chickens. That's right. All right. So this room is full of a bunch of oddities. There's a chest full of powdered wigs, each one crawling with harmless spiders. There's a mouse trap three feet wide and eight feet long, and <laughs> a parasol topped with a copper weather vane. This looks handy. <laughs> Take the copper yeah, okay. <laughs> This looks handy. <laughs> this will come in handy This somewhere. looks like something I ought to have. Uh, yeah, dealing no. with electricity, right? Yeah. True. Oh, your brain is so big. Thank you. I avoid the spiders, though. All right. Yep, that's a big nope on my <laughs> part, too. Mm, which way, which way? Well, we could go back, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Skirt the room. So, um, I any do you want to have a look at the bookshelves or, or anything like that in this room, or are you just passing through? Just the- passing it might look suspicious if we just, you know, try to book it through, so maybe we should, like... Uh, meander? Yeah. Take a look. Through. See what we can see. Get a drink might look less suspicious. Fountain. Sure. Okay. Yeah, just try to look blend in. All right. Um, Rain. I can't wait for the next show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. Wonder what they'll do. All right. Uh, Rain, from you, I'll take a uh, investigation since you are actively looking at through the bookshelves. Investigation. Okay. <laughs> you come across. Uh, a book titled Tales from the Gloaming Court, Volume 3. It has a hefty green cover uh, with uh, frogs stitched into its spine. I take it over and show it to my companions. Okay. This is going to be... those frog people things. This is going to be a really weird question. But is there any reason for any of you to have wet fingers? No. No? No. Okay. No. All right. I just had to ask. Not currently. Yeah, right. Not right now. Recently. Yeah. Okay. All right. And um, Rain, um, I'll take a wisdom, uh, sorry, a perception check as well from you to have a look at the book. <laughs> All right. Boy, I'm consistent. You are definitely consistent. Oh, that's really fucked up. All right. Um, I need you all to make a constitution save. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, I love that. Yep. Oh, God. You need to beat a 12. <laughs> Oh, that's... oh god! <laughs> a saving throw. Well, okay. Uh huh. I love when I can never 12, find it. 12. This happens every Hold single it. time. Constitution. Oh, there it is. Nope. Yeah. All right. <laughs> nope. Mine hit somebody's die, and I got an eleven. Oh no! I got a. Uh, 
Mooncake. Apple Mooncake got a six. Six. All right. So, rain and apple. Yeah. Ooh. Um, you are now cursed with mummy rot. A creature Uh-oh. cursed in this way can't regain hit points, and its hit points maximum decreases by 10 every 24 hours that elapse. If the curse reduces the target's hit point maximum to zero, the target dies and its mummy, its body turns to ash. The curse lasts no. until removed by a remove curse spell or sim- similar magic. Jesus Christ. I don't okay, so mummy rot? Mummy rot. Yep. And this is for 24 hours? Um, no, your uh, hit point maximum will decrease by 10 every 24 hours. So you potentially perma die and yeah, depending on your HP, three to five days. I got forty six HP. So four days. So four days. I have. Yeah. Why am I at? I'm just at twenty five. Maybe I didn't do. Did we do a long rest last time? Um. <laughs> no, we did have combat though. So no, we did have combat recently. Yeah. yeah. But it's yeah, because I'm down to 25. Yeah. 31. What's your max, though? Yeah, 31. 31. So you got three days. 31. To find somebody who has a remove curse or similar type magic. But I think I might have that spell here. All right. Have a look. I I might. I bestow curse. Dispel magic. (laughs) This would be a huddle in the hallway. Right. Rain, I hope you dropped that book. Actually, dispel magic might work. No, it says it specifically says remove curse spell or similar magic. Oh, it's only that one. Okay. Yeah. I definitely got nothing for it. Okay. Third level, it is cleric, paladin, warlock, wizard. Cleric, yeah, paladin, I got warlock, wizard. I got nothing. Apple, you're a cleric. No, no, it's um. I am. Yeah, so you'll be able to prepare it next day, I believe. Yeah, when we have a long rest, oh, when you wake yeah. up and you can change right. all of your spells, you can grab it then. As long as you have third Fortunately, warlocks don't work that way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, well. So, unfortunately, warlocks don't work that way. Yeah, right. I can't prepare spells. No, this one's a different type of spell. Anyways. Oh, no, yeah. It might have been from your patron if you had it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I don't have it. And your yeah, patron is currently incommunicado. Yep. We'll have a long rest later. Your team might want to be... You guys can't regain hit points either. I think she said. Yep. So you might want to avoid the front lines. Right, yeah. Okay, I'll be behind. Maybe I'll just... Oh, I wish I had my tiny hut. I'd go and hide in my tiny hut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could do... Um, wait, what's Spirit Shroud? I have a few things that may work. Spirit Shroud might just help to, like, keep things away, right? Possibly. Uh, I'm not familiar with the spell. Yeah, me either. Let me see. Spare the Dying. I mean, I have Spare the Dying as well if any of us die because of this. Right. Which is very useful. Damage is radiant, necrotic, or cold. Any creature that takes damage can't regain hit points until the start of your next turn. In addition, any creature of your choice that you see that starts its turn within 10 feet of you has its speed reduced by 10. It's a brutal spell, but I don't know that it would help here. Okay. It's a tough one. Um, you also uh, could do... Well, remove, remove Curse is the one that they're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I know, because okay. otherwise the Dispel Magic could help. 
Any spell of third or lower on the target ends. And a spell. Yeah, see, it's not a spell, it's a curse. So I think they count as different things. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, we just hide somewhere in the castle. Yeah, in those bins. (laughs) Hide in one of the prop boxes? Yeah. Or barrels, aren't those barrels? Those things just above us to the left. Oh, -hmm. those? Yeah. Yeah, but I don't like the look of those cages. Yeah, that's true. No, you're right. We shouldn't go near those. (laughs) We just poke our head in the room and like, nope. Yeah, not doing it. Ooh, it's creepy. Do you want me to read the room? Sure. Okay. (laughs) Go for it. The walls of this room are adorned with wooden masks, most of which look like shocked goblin faces. Dozens of masks hang neatly from hooks on walls, and several more are stowed haphazardly on the shelves of an old bookcase. Two padlocked cages stand in the far corner. One is occupied with a panic-stricken goblin, and the other is empty. In the middle of the room, two copper poles ten feet apart descend from the eight-foot-high ceiling. Each pole has a one-foot-diameter copper sphere at the end of it, three feet off of the floor. Between the poles, a struggling goblin is shackled to a thin, tall chair, so that the spheres are level with the goblin's head. A tall, thin-cloaked figure stands in the shadows. A rictus grin forms beneath the cowl as the figure pulls a lever that juts from the wall. An instant later, golden lightning leaps between the spheres, catching the shackled goblin in its path. Before you can react, the goblin transforms into a wooden mask and falls to the floor. Binky shrieks the caged goblin. That's legitimately terrifying. (laughs) Binky. Binky! Um. (laughs) Um. (laughs) But y'all noped out of that room, right? Ah, yeah. yeah. No way. Yeah. Okay. Now yeah, those right cages are too close. Yeah. That's definitely... So Another that's... curse, too, so it's yeah. best not to... Right. right. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> all right. So up those spiral stairs? Yep. Cypress right. will go first. Okay. And they so will put you... Us... I believe it takes you, you here one? first. Yeah. To that spot. Wee. <laughs> This map is huge. <laughs> Where are we going? Uh, up to tower level Way one. Up there? Yeah, and there's a little there. round. Okay. <laughs> I have to go all over. Where? Did, oh no! Did Apple get lost? No, she's oh, there. Oh, somebody took. Thank you for taking Apple. <laughs> okay, where are we? I going? got lost. You're on your way there. Uh, You're there now, left. Ryan. Yep. Perfect. Okay. Are there? So, do you want to head into the room with the spinny-looking thing, or do you want to go into this room over here? To be honest, I don't ever want to go in the room with the spinny thing. <laughs> fair, fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Right now, we need. To you can also just keep going all the way upstairs if you does want. Does it look like my name is Indiana Jones? <laughs> Touche. Just kidding. Touché. I do want to go in there. Yeah, I kind of want to go in there. Kind of want to go in there. Right. Okay, so is there any clearance under these spinny things? Uh, I'll show you or are they exactly at our level? what it looks like. What is it? The planetarium kind of thing? Shoulders. It looks like the. It looks like where their the electric the zeppy stuff is coming out of. Yeah. So that's the room. This cylindrical chamber houses a whirring contraption bolted to a revolving metal disc that serves as its base. Metal spheres and sickles are attached to the end of long metal arms that sweep back and forth. 
clicking loudly. Oh, that seems safe. Right? Clicking loudly mm-hmm. and rhythmically like the hands of a giant metronome. The apparatus is inlaid with characters from strange alphabets and smoky wisps of shapes from these letters rise from the contraption as it revolves. Uh, the whole device hums and crackles with lightning. Rising from the middle of the mechanism is an eight-foot-tall copper pole made of eight ten-foot-long lightning rods attached at the end. It extends upward past the ring-shaped gallery that forms the chamber's upper level. Through the hole in the 50-foot-high domed ceiling, three goblins wearing overalls and tinted goggles use brooms to sweep the floor, seemingly untroubled by the noise. I could probably break this. (laughs) (laughs) I could probably break this. That's great. So funny. That looks like something out of Mario Kart. Right? (laughs) Well, I mean, we should break it, right? Well, we want the plays to end, and that's what um, Gabbatha asked us to do. All right. Okay, so let me just read a little bit more. So, metal parasol. This thing is 20 feet wide and 60 feet in diameter. Uh, It uses magic and mathematics. Oh. Um, It is powered by electricity transmitted through the central thing that's 80 feet tall. Um, So, we need to get out. Oh, like, we need to find the fuse box. I have an elemental gem. I have a glove puppet in the shape of a wizard. Remember that? (laughs) (laughs) What does it do again? I can't remember. Oh, as an action, you can move the puppet's arms to cast the minor illusion cantrip. After three uses, the puppet disappears in a puff of smoke. I completely forgot about it. I have, um... Nothing. I have a bottle of wine, which light wine, I could smash it on it. <laughs> or we could just drink it and pretend that it went away. <laughs> pretend that we did something. <laughs> yep. I don't I have anything good. Just smash it. Well, you smash so it. We're looking to try and destroy this thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or at least make it stop working. If, yeah. It's pretty crazy. Okay. So if something is identified as just as target, uh-huh. it doesn't have to be a living creature. It's just something that is a, yep. what I want to know something about. I'm looking at True Strike. It says you point a finger at a target in range. Okay. Your magic grants you a brief insight into um, the target's defenses. On your next turn, you gain advantage on your first attack roll against the target, provided this spell hasn't ended. So... I was just thinking if I did true sight, it's cantrip. If I did true sight on this sucker, it could might tell me how to destroy it or what its defenses are. So sure. if it has like defense mechanisms and stuff. Okay. All right. Go for it. All right. So I'm just pointing the finger at it. Okay. So what you can devise from this is that it is some kind of a conduction of electricity. Um, and uh, electricity runs through every single part of this, and touching the the pieces that rotate uh, would be very dangerous. Oh, Aww. and it actually and said it's it's. Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry, no, you're I right. I was just saying it's it's powered by electricity and math, right? Right, not magic, math. That's okay. right. Yep, yeah. 
And uh, it isn't one object, but dozens of smaller objects all joined together. So to destroy the whole thing, you surmise that you need at least eight of its components, not including the lightning rod, to be reduced to zero hit points. So they must be destroyed. Each component is a large object. I will give you that. Uh, I wonder if... Remember those pixies we knew who we had the whistle for? Apple does, yeah. Maybe they can... Can they cross over, though? They were in a different area. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can call them to wherever. You can call them into the next campaign if you keep the whistle. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah. Yeah when, yeah, when this campaign ends, you guys are still going to have all of your stuff because it's we're, we're playing it like it's a continuous story, so. Yeah, like we're not going to, you know, go back and, and reduce levels and, and have you guys start over again. Unless you want to make new characters. I can leave that up to you guys. Mm. That's something we can talk about later. Anyway, sorry. Do we smash it? I can sell <laughs> on the water, water elemental. Or is it Whoa. the Earth Elemental would be better? Yeah. I mean, probably the Earth Elemental. Because if he can, like, crash rocks all over them, they'll bend. Earth Elemental break, smash! Break. Bend and break. Earth Elemental. I'm just looking at some of the stats. For sure, yeah. I'm pretty uh, useless right here. Can't stab it, so creature, creature, creature. Um, but it has no um, living properties. That's right. It's totally okay. mechanical. Okay. Mm-hmm. What about higher up? What's at the top? Um, the top. Um, it just goes up into the next level, doesn't it? Hang on. Uh, cylindrical chamber houses, worrying contraption, bolted revolver, metal spiel, sigils, 80 foot tall copper pole made of 8 10 foot lightning rods, three goblins. So it is 80 feet up, but 80 feet tall. So the spinny parts, um, are they down on our level? So can we walk into the room or um, will we get, you know, gutted? Well, I, I will. I, I will say that there will be a reason for you to roll a dice when you enter this room. Absolutely. <laughs> I feel, yeah. I have not had any good luck with that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no one has. What if we break the top so the the lightning can't get to it? Remember, you have to break eight pieces for it to not work anymore. But there's like a, a peak, right? A peak? What do you mean? Like eight a, like pieces, a, like, a, there's, like there's rod. eight arms on. No, there's one, two, one, two, three, four. That's all the spinny bits. Yeah. The, yeah, that's all the spinny bits. bits. Right. Yeah. The, so like if a, we do something centered on the middle of it, wouldn't that disrupt all of them? Break the arms off, yeah. Yeah, like mm-hmm. if we go up the stairs, there's like this bit here, which I imagine it's just one point we can focus on. Yeah. That's what I'm picturing is like one pole coming down and it splits off into these spinny things. Right. Blades if we take out that central pole that should, like, that uppy-down thing <laughs> my technical terms my, up, <laughs> you know the center. If we took that out, that should disrupt all of them. Okay, I can tell you this. 
Uh, it's just, it just goes into a bit more detail. The center lightning rod is eight 10-foot-long lightning rods attached end-to-end. Uh, the smaller rods um, have that many hit points and immunities. Reducing one of these rods to zero destroys it and causes the rod above it to fall, making the lowest rod the most obvious target. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. So bottom up, it sounds like it's probably a better idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Apple. To anything that does concussive damage. Uh, Apple, there's a spell we just talked about that would have yeah? major, major, major effect on this. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Which one? Oh, I can't give you that. <laughs> That's too much. <laughs> uh, okay, one sec here. Talk it through. Talk it through. Yeah, because I was looking through and all of them are just with creatures. Okay, so there's guidance. You touch one willing creature. That's not going to work. Spare the dying. Primal savagery. Everything's creature. I know, everything that I have is creature. Primal savagery. Ooh, corrosive attack. Oh, that's a creature. Nope. Toll the dead. Word of radiance. Utter a divine word and burning radiance erupts from you, but it, then it's at a creature. Animal friendship. Guiding bolt? No, against a creature. Healing word? See, no, speaking. Even Elder's Blast is creature. Mm-hmm. Locate. I was wondering about locate object to see if there's anything about where the electricity is coming from. Right. Well, it's going to yeah. come from those weather mains that are all throughout the mountain that you guys saw. Remember when they get hit by lightning, they send the electricity up to mm-hmm. Motherhorn. Oh, it's all of those. Okay. Yeah. Um, spike growth, but again, a creature. I mean, that could stop it spinning. The spike growth. Mm, not for long. Yeah, I think it's only a minute long. Oh, is it? Zone of Truth. The creature enters the spell, then bestow curse. Dispel magic. Okay. Dispel magic. Okay. You choose one creature, object, or magical effect. Yeah, but but this is just done. That's what I was asking earlier, because this is only going by electricity and math, right? I did... I ran away for a second, though, so maybe I missed something there. Is did I? Um, I no. You're, you didn't miss anything. Yeah, but you uh, you are okay. on the right spell. Is the choose one? Is the are the components magical? Herein is the question. Yeah, so there's something around there. That, oh, I have. Don't I have detect magic? No, I don't. I used to have. Okay, so I don't I'm have to detect if magic that, anymore. If that bottom rod mm-hmm. that the other, like, where they stack, I wonder if that bottom rod is, if the rod itself is magical. I wonder if I just pointed the dispel magic in that general area, it would pick up whatever it is. I, or do I have to specifically be looking and pointing at the exact thing. No, I think you could, in this situation, you could generally lay something down. I'll do like a flourish, like a... (laughs) Okay. Yeah, why don't I do that? Let's see what happens. I've got, I don't know how much damage it would actually do, but I've got a spell that if it's a non-magical object, takes damage with my shatter spell. If it's within the spell's area. I don't 
Okay. It says that this will work, so we're going to give it a shot. Okay. Um... You've been rolling high, so let's hope that streak continues. Uh, to work out spell attack modifier, add your character's proficiency bonus plus their wisdom modifier. So you're at 12. Okay. So that's, that's not enough to to do it, to dispel magic. Mm, okay. Dang it! I know. You think there's a lever somewhere we can break? A lever? Oh, like an on switch? A lever! Yeah. Smash Smash it. the lever. A lever! Uh, it doesn't say anything about a lever. There is no lever. Smashing is still an option as she holds her mace. Uh, it definitely is still an option. But don't forget, Looking you you will have to you will have a roll as soon as you enter that room too. So yeah. if you have anything that's distance related, might be better. No. Looking at the base of that thing, uh-huh. does it look like there's any sort of a button on it? No. A power cord? <laughs> no. No, it's getting right. its power from the power lightning, cord. so there's no cord to unplug. Yeah, and trust me, you want, you definitely want to uh, save on that saving throw. You don't want to miss on it. <laughs> <laughs> I will give you that heads up, too. Does it look like it has a panel? A panel? Like a electricity? Yeah. Like a like Control a room. fuse panel or something? No, nothing like, like a that. a panel to... So from where we are, how far away is the center of this thing? About 30 feet away from the center. Cypress takes the parasol she has with the copper weather vane and she chucks it into the room like a spear. The lightning uh, immediately goes towards it and it's just left with just like the, the copper piece on the top, but it's like all melted and misformed. There's nothing else left of it than that. Room's dangerous. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Kind of want to do that again, though. Should we check the other rooms? Yep. Is there anybody in the room? Uh, yes, there are the three goblins who are sweeping the floor. And the lightning is not affecting them? Uh, it doesn't seem to be. Goblins sweeping the floor are unarmed non-combatants. I will tell you they are wearing tinted goblins or goblins, sorry, goggles <laughs> <laughs> to protect their goblins. eyes from the flashes of light. The contraption. That'd be amazing. Off, right? And that's the only people in the room. There's nobody monitoring the machine or anything like that. Doesn't seem to be. Mm. We could ask them how we turn it off. Hello. <laughs> oh god. Um they just hey, the, the first one that's sweeping, kind of the, the closest to you, just kind of stops and looks at you, and then looks over at the other two, and then turns around and starts sweeping in the other direction. Like, wants nothing to do with whatever it is that you're up to. Aw. Yeah. Crestfall. Yeah, he's like, he's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Not messing with that. How far away do I have to be? Oh, crap. Nope, that's too close. <laughs> I'll get zapped if I walk into the room. Yeah, that's not gonna work. Gotta be ten feet. Should, yeah. Should we check this other room. We need a place for you guys to rest. Mm, that's true. Forgot about the mummy rot or whatever. Right. Oh. Right. Cypress turns around and checks out these doors. They are not the locked. Statue things beside them. <laughs> okay. Just give me one quick She's second. had some experience with the living armor. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Carefully. <laughs> Hello? All right, M. Little prod. Seventeen. 
Two rusty suits of armor sized for goblins and equipped it with halberds flank the large stone door bereft of handles, hinges, or decoration. And I will take an investigation check from you, Cypress. Mm-hmm. Investigation. Eleven. You flip open the visor and it's just a skull, a goblin skull inside of the uh, armor. Oh, Rip. Poor fella. It is left him here. Well done. Just pats him on the shoulder. <laughs> he did the do one. his job. Okay. Would our rogue like to check the door for traps? Uh, I guess. Yeah? I don't know if... Do I need thieves tools? I don't know if I actually have that. Oh, no, that would be yeah, if you were trying to break in into the door. <laughs> thieves tools really would only get you... For a trap? You don't need thieves tools? Yeah. Perception. No. I don't have any perceptions, so I'm not going to find them. That's only if you found a trap and we're trying to to disengage it. A 12. All right. So as you are like running your fingers along like the the edges of the doors and down along the bottom of the door and you you kind of come up where the two doors meet in the middle, um, all of a sudden a skeletal face appears on the door and it just says, you shall not pass. Back, I command you. As the door speaks, you can see through the mouth and into the door. I've seen this movie before. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why we can't pass? door doesn't say anything. Talking to the door. Yeah, it doesn't say anything else. Mm. Cypress knocks. Nothing happens. Skeleton's face still there? Uh, it's, it's fading back into the door. I poke it. You shall not pass. Same thing over again. When it opens his mouth, uh-huh. we can see through the door. Yep. I pull my dagger and stick it in his mouth. To do what? Just to see if it can close its mouth on my dagger. Oh, yeah. It's going to break your dagger. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I don't use it anyway. Yeah. But <laughs> So, broken dagger. So my, like, it's like it, it, my hand in it, but I, I decided I don't get that. Yeah, that's probably probably <laughs> for the best. Um, but as the mouth closes on the dagger, it, it does kind of like stop it for like a split second, but then it just kind of crunches down and uh, it bends the dagger. So just like the bend of the blade is now like sticking out of the door a little bit. Poke it again to get my dagger out. Okay. Uh, again, to open his mouth so I can pull my dagger out. He absolutely does the same it's thing. The dagger one. falls onto okay. the floor. You okay. have keys from... Um, Jingle jangle, and the the key and the um, left right middle, the trees. Me? Who? Apple does. What? Sorry, what do I have? Keys from a uh, jingle jangle and the trees. Do I? Left right and middle, left middle right. Uh, I believe so. Okay. I don't see them in my thing. I'll add. I'll add those. Okay, so I look for the keys, and I have the keys. So I'm going to try them. There's not really a keyhole. Poke the door so he gets his mouth. Out. Yeah, kind of like. <laughs> and it, again, the face appears, and it begins as "Do you shall not pass." <laughs> Turn You're around and leave, us. basically. Yeah, it's basically laughing at us. Yeah. Isn't it? Key didn't work. No. No. Uh, how many keys did you say? I have three. I can't remember. Uh, you had two. One from the the trees. That dropped out, and one from Jingle Jangle, which I think was for um, that cage for the uh, yeah. Sir Knight person. Right. Well, 
So when 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 skeletal face opens its mouth and we can look in the door. Yeah. What do we see? Uh, you see an empty room, but it does look like it's some sort of prison cell inside the room. Does it look like there's somebody in there? Uh, you can't tell. I check the guards. <laughs> check for pockets. <laughs> or me, sir. All, or they ha- all they have on them are those halberds. I'm going to borrow this. <laughs> it borrows it. and Actually, you should put on a helmet as well. <laughs> are there lights on in the room? Uh, there does seem to be some kind of light, yeah. Yeah, so she's wearing the helmet from the guard. Okay. Like, it's, like, barely on her head. Right. She's got the halberd, and she'll, she'll approach the door and open the door. Okay, and, uh, again, it starts with the, you shall not pass. She'll push the door again and stick the halberd in and treat, try to treat it like a key. <laughs> and, and it goes, <coughs> you shall not pass. <laughs> Does it look like there's, um... To put them back. I well, like, I, uh, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you this. The length of the halberd and the amount the door open or the mouth opens seems to be pretty close in size. Huh? The length of the halberd. Uh huh. Right. And when the door opens and goes, you shall not pass. Right. It's big mouth. Um. It yeah. looks like the length of the halberd and the amount that that mouth opens are about the same. Mm. Shove it in. So, so, dead dip in. Yep. So, when it opens it up, the widest mount stick the halberd in up and down so it keeps the mouth open. Yep. Try that, I guess. Okay. So, it it starts as you shall not pass thing. And when it's at the the peak of its pass, (laughs) you stick the halberd in, you kind of set it just right in the right spot, right in the very middle, Mm -hmm. and it works. (laughs) <laughs> and now you have a little doorway that you can go through. Oh, cool. Oh, neat. How big is the doorway that we can get through? Um, it is... Who's going to fit through it? It is one foot high and three feet wide. Oh, I can't get... Yeah, we ain't getting in there. Yes, you can crawl through. Where's your sense of adventure, guys? All right, then I crawl through. Army crawl. Okay, army crawl. I guess we crawl. All right. So four cells sealed by stone doors branch off from the walls of the empty chamber. Stone levers jutting from the walls next to the doorways are used to raise and lower the cell doors, which can't be opened from the inside. An elf, her face partially hidden under a sun mask, is curled up on a a divan? Divan? Divian? Divan? 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 Yeah. Anyway. Divan. A bed of some sort. Reading a book while sipping wine from a thin crystal goblet. Other items in the cell include a crystal decanter of wine, a bowl of figs on a small table, a gold-embroidered wall tapestry depicting a wooded elven, elven realm, and a porcelain chamber pot decorated with gold filigree. So she has a pot to piss in. She sure does. <laughs> a really pretty one. A gilded one. Yeah. Yeah. Quite the fancy person. She goes, I know, right? It's kind of great. I don't know that I ever want to leave, to be honest with you. Why are you here? Uh, I've I've forgotten, to be honest with you. Uh, My name is Glister, by the way. Just to make your acquaintance happy to meet you. Glister? Glister, Glister, yeah. Glister, yeah. So when did you... When were you taken prisoner? Um, It was a while ago. My sister Gleam, um, she's with some carnival of some sort, and 
in order to free her, I had to agree to be imprisoned. So I'm in here now, but it's quite lovely and I'm really not complaining. I mean, so mm. many figs, so little time. Fair enough. Do I recognize the name if, if it was from the carnival? Yeah, you know exactly who Gleam is, for sure. She's one of the trapeze artists. I will tell you So guys. she came into the prison yep. to release Gleam. Right. So that Gleam could go away with the with the circus? I keep calling it a circus. I know it's not a circus. That's okay. It's the carnival? Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, yeah, that's what happened. Um, and, okay. uh, you know, it's, not, it's certainly not a hardship for me. Please don't get me wrong. You know, the introverted sister and all of that. Um, but I, I do, um, since you guys are here, um, not that I need to be broken out of my cell, please don't get me wrong here, but I, I have heard some stuff. And if you guys are here in any kind of capacity to try to save something or someone or whatever, um, I do need to give you some information. Um, some of the goblins were talking about a belfry in one of the turrets. Apparently, Endolin boarded up boarded it up to stop others from ringing a bell. I guess it's the safest and fastest way to reach the Palace of Heart's Desire, whatever that is. Mm. Okay. Endolin, though, uh, she's lost a key and she's really upset about it. And um, her little minions, you know, they've been searching for it, but they still haven't found it. And they, you know, I mean, like, that's that's kind of it. Endolin can be destroyed. No, you know how to take down the thing. Yeah. In the room. Well, no, I, I, I just know that it's complicated and it's tough. I, I do know that Endolin can be destroyed for good, but only during an eclipse. I say we create one. There's a moon prop. Oh. In, there's a moon prop in storage. Did you see that? Possibly. If we, I think so. If I were to stand behind it while wearing my sun mask, the moon would eclipse the sun. Were this configured to occur in Endolin's presence, she would know her doom is at hand. But you don't want to be free. Well, I don't necessarily have to leave the building. I can come back to my room, as she puts up, like, quotation marks. But if I do this, what's this? How, how do you know if you would maintain this level of, you know, pampering? Of comfort? If, well, if, if it's gone. I mean, yeah. I, I get on quite well with the goblins, and I'm sure that they would be very happy to, you know, live here in Motherhorn should Endolin be gone, because then they would be free and they would just have this beautiful castle. Do I recall Gleam ever talking about her sister? I would say it probably has come up, but it probably wouldn't have been all that often. I would imagine that it would be quite, uh, quite sad for her to have had a sister who's in prison. Mm-hmm. I look at her. I know your sister. You know Gleam? Yes. Is she happy? Very. I just left the carnival. Oh, so just recently you've seen her then? Oh, yes. I was there for, what was it, eight years? Oh, wow. Yes, I was part of the carnival. That's interesting. And you do notice, (laughs) as you're talking to her, Rain, you do notice that um, she's reading a book, a green book, not unlike the one that you opened and bestowed the curse upon yourself, um, but it's Tales mm-hmm. from the Gloaming Court, Volume 8. Where'd you get the book? Oh, somebody brought it to me from the library. I guess that uh, Endolin stole it from one of her sisters, I think. Can I take a look at it? And she's like, yeah, sure, but watch this. Sure and she touch it? she licks her finger <laughs> and she rubs it on like a little frog emblem that's on the spine and the frog croaks. She's like, this is my favorite part of the book, honestly. She hands it to you. 
Okay, that's kind of neat. It's better than being cursed. I'm already cursed. What else can happen to me? I'm going to die in four days. I take the book and I start leafing through it. Yeah, it's just a it's just a novel of like short stories. Some of them are quite suggestive, bordering on smut. I didn't actually put the book away. Put the book down. Yeah, I kept it. Yeah, just in case somebody needed to figure out where where the curse came from. Sure, got it. Okay, right, hand it back to her. So, her book, not mine. What do you think? Do we have an accord? I'll help you, and you make me not have to leave Motherhorn. I mean, that's fine. Sure. I would say we're going to help you no matter what, so yes. Yeah, it works for me. Pretty much. Fantastic. If you decide to stay, that's entirely your choice. Right. Of course. Awesome. Will our inveterate inebriates manage to stagger to a victory over the adversity that hampers their imbibing? Or will their hangovers hamper their hearty adventures? Will they ever garner enough coin to clear their bar tab? Tune in next week for more antics of Vim and Vino. Don't miss out on more Wizards and Wine.